0: Hello and welcome to the podcast all about the yurt. As you know, I've been, uh, I went to a yurt for the last eight days in um, Dorset and I didn't send you that much. I sent you a yurt tour um, and I sent you replies to your, all your messages, but I feel like there's so much more that I want to tell you about and so many questions you'll probably have that I've seen maze and I'll try to answer them within the podcast and at the end. So um, let's get into it. So first of all, um, the actual yurt, I did tell you this before, but I I kind of planned out all I want to say whilst I was at the yurt, so it's more of like memories and best bits uh, rather than just a recollection from afterwards. So the, fir- the first day we um travelled down and we got there at three o'clock, which was when we allowed in. Um, So normally we stop off on the way, but we didn't this time just because it was really rainy. Um, So my first impression was we got there, we parked outside uh, the farmer's field, the the, the 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 actual yurt was on like a, a, a farm but they didn't have that much livestock they had horses which I'll talk more about later and I think they had cows but we didn't see them at all really um but they had I think 20 acres of land so I don't know how exactly that big that is but it sounds really big to me and we did walk around the farm uh on our various walks sometimes I think once or twice and it was huge but I don't really know how big 20 acres is so maybe it's not that big um, but we were in a field, and the field was slightly on a hill. So when you entered the field, you, you, so you'd you park, and then you'd walk down the track, and you'd enter a field, and the yurt was to your right at the top of the field, and on a hill. Well, no, not hill, it was a bit of a hill. Um, and my first impression of the yurt was, whoa, that looks really different to how I imagined it. I imagined it colourful. Uh, you may remember from my, my August uh, bullet journal that I did like a red kind of tent yurt. Yeah? But it was way different to that. It was it was brown, light brown. Um, and I thought it looked way smaller. And I thought, oh, no, this looks kind of boring. Because when you entered it, for, when you entered the field, you could only see the side and the back of the yard. You couldn't see, like, the front or the door or the inside, obviously, anything. So I was like, oh, no, it, it looks just like a piece of tent. <laughs> um, so we went up the hill. And as we got to there, as we got up the hill, we came kind of... As we got closer, because the when you open the door of the yacht. You weren't looking down the hill, you were looking sideways. So then you have to turn to your left to look down the hill. So as we got up the hill, we could see then the door and like the entrance area, and it looked really nice, which was good. (laughs) Um, It had decking outside the front. As you saw, it had a table and chairs, a pond, a small, tiny barbecue um and, and then a campfire slightly away from the tent and like a cooking shed. I I showed you all in the yurt. Tour. Yes, I recommend watching the yurt tour before the podcast if if you haven't watched it already. It's definitely will make more sense. Um and the yurt was a like a thick canvas. Um and it had a wooden floor. So I I suppose it was like a tent because you could still like hear the birds outside, you could hear the owls in the night, you could hear like if a plane went over. But it was thick enough that it wasn't going to, like, blow away. Or, like, you could, like, bash on it and it wasn't going to fall down. It was made from, like, a wooden structure. It was, like, a wooden structure on the walls. And then there were, like, these beams that went across to a a clear roof in the sky. Um, And then, so it was pretty strong. Um, And then the canvas was was fairly thick material. Um, and inside the yard there was a double bed. There was a sofa bed, which me and my sister slept on. And then there was also like a small bookshelf and a rug. Lots of rugs on the floor because it was just wooden floor. Um and then there was like a proper wooden door as well, but the door was really low and we kept banging our heads on it. Um and yeah that's basically the whole yurt. Now I know May had a big problem with like spiders, which we had too. But luckily, my sister was scared of spiders, but not as bad as May is. So I don't think May would have enjoyed the toilet. It was full of spiders. Um, And also, the tent had flies in it. Which, like, I mean, you're going to have, if you're outside, you're going to get, like, bugs and flies. Luckily, we didn't have any bugs. They were just, like, flies flying around some of the time. Luckily, in the night, they kind of went. But in the daytime, there would be, like, a few flies in there. I know that sounds really bad, that sounds really disgusting, but the tent was big enough, it was like a room, like the size, bigger than my bedroom, it was a big room, so it it wasn't actually as bad as it sounds, Um, but there were a few flies and there were lots of spiders in the toilet, I'll come onto the toilet in the bathroom now, obviously with a tent, because it, my mum keeps saying like, to her friends and stuff, we went glamping, we went, but I don't know what glamping is like, I've never been glamping before, maybe this is glamping because you have like a bed and you have a floor, but that was the only difference to camping. Apart from the fact that we had a bed and we had, like, a thicker tent, everything else was the same because we had no electricity, we had no running water, which I think at a camp, like, you have running water and you have a toilet. So I don't know if it's, like, actually any, like, more more, more glamorous than... Apart from the bed, I suppose. Um, But the bed was actually quite uncomfortable. I'll come on to that <laughs> later. So, like, with no running water and no electricity... The first thing is the toilet. You'll probably, I've mentioned the toilet before. The toilet was disgusting. Um, it, you've seen it in the yurt tour. It was like this wooden shelf almost with a toilet seat on it. And it was a compost toilet. So there's no flush. You just do your business and then you put sand on top. And then it kind of decomposes every time. And it smelled disgusting disgusting we ne- we only went if we needed number two in the end we it was so disgusting that we had to like just do our number one in the field it, w- it was not fun um and because the tent was like thin and like you could hear everything you could hear like so what happened was there's this like tin bucket with a spade in it that you'd put like sand down so you could, everyone could hear like when you lifted up the bucket and then put the spade in and it, <laughs> it wasn't fun there was there was spiders in there and what's more, if you had um, you if you if had to go to the loo in the night, you'd have to, like, get out of bed, unlock the door of the uh, yurt, then go through, like, the field. Although it wasn't that far, luckily. Um, it was just, like, round the back of the tent. Go through, like, in the dark, and you had to take, like, a lantern with you, and then you had to, like, go into this little shed, and then you had to check there weren't any spiders on the toilet seat, and then you had to go, and then you had to, like, do the whole sand thing in the dark. And, I mean, you did have a lantern, but it wasn't fun luckily i didn 't go in the dark, but my parents did a lot. <laughs> um, I always made sure to go before I went to bed then um there was cleaning our teeth like we didn't we had a sink in the um kitchen place, but it didn 't have a tap. it just had like a drainage hole, so we had for water we had these two large buckets of of water they were plastic buckets that had like a little tap thing like you turned the tap and the water came out. Um, and so we used that, but we mainly just used our water bottles. So with cleaning our teeth, we would just clean them in the field, which was probably one of the weirdest things for me. I don't know, like out of all the weird things we did, cleaning our teeth in the field in the dark was pretty strange. Uh, you would So you'd put your toothpaste, because we brought toothpaste on our toothbrush, you'd clean your teeth and then you'd get your water bottle and you'd put water on your hand and then you'd use that water in your hand to like wipe your face. And then I had to wipe my retainers each night, so I had to like then clean my retainer with my water bottle water, and then you just like spit out your toothpaste into the field, and that was pretty strange for me. Um, the field was like also it was like it wasn't completely like s- mowed lawn; it was like long grass, so so it was a bit strange. But um, anyway, yeah, that was also although it was strange, I thought that was like pretty fun, and like you could you were cleaning your teeth under the stars. Which was so nice, if, if it wasn't cloudy. Um, and then in the morning, you'd also have to clean your teeth, obviously. Um, and, but in the morning, the field was, like, all wet. And it wasn't as nice, because you were just kind of in a cold, wet field um, <laughs> cleaning your teeth. Um, then there was the uh, problem of the shower. Luckily, we had a shower. We did have, like, enough water for a shower. We, the shower was, like, down the hill in another field. So, in the morning, you'd, like, have breakfast. And then you'd go down through this field in your wellies because the field was kind of wet in the morning and then you go over a stile into the next field and in the next field there's a shower in a another shed similar to the loo shed but luckily that shed was much ni- nicer it was more ventilated because it was bigger and it also had a loo in it but the loo didn't smell because it was just a bigger shed with a shower and there was also a shepherd's hut which had like um a couple of other people staying in it at times it had the first few days there was like a mum and a daughter staying in it and then the few days of no one in it and then at the end there were like there were three people they had like two people in the tent in the shepherd's hut and then like one person brought a tent and camped outside which i thought was a bit strange but yeah so we had to share the shower with them um but luckily we didn't like accidentally bump into them it did have like locks on the door and everything um but it was like a gas heated fire so you'd go down into the shower and then you turn it on at the side like outside the shower there's like a little tap thing and then um you'd like go into the shower get undressed and because the floor was kind of wet and there was like grass growing through the floor of the shower, you didn't want to put like your clothes on the floor. There were like maybe three hooks on one side and three hooks on the other side. And then you'd have to like put your shower puff there and then all your clothes and then your night clothes that you're taking off. And you have to like balance all your clothes on the walls because you didn't want them on the floor. Um, cause also there was a risk of spiders in the shower too, but they weren't as bad cause it was like wet. So the spiders didn't want to be in there. Um, and then it was a gas-heated, like, shower, so you'd turn on the the gas, and then the little fire would be, like, in the shower block, I don't know, where, it was like a plastic, well, it must have been metal, actually, like, uh, the, the I don't know what you'd call it, it was like a thing on the wall that was, like, the shower block I don't know I don't know what what else you'd call it but you turn that one, and then a little fire would be inside it to heat up the water and then it would come through the shower head and you'd have a shower but then also the shower head was at a really bad angle so it was kind of like spraying the wall of the the, the shed so you'd have to kind of smush yourself up against the wall to even get wet um so that was interesting and then literally walking up the, the hill back to the uh, once you'd showered and dressed was actually like I've conquered the world, if I can shower in that shed, I can do anything, I mean, okay, maybe not that extreme, but it was, it was pretty cool, Um and then also, I would have to, like, change outside of the shower, in the field, because there wasn't that much space, and I had to, like, I didn't want to put my towel on the floor to clean my feet, to dry my feet off, so I'd, like, put my towel on, on the floor of the field, which might sound even more wet and gross than in the shower, but um there was, like, a mat outside, and the grass was short, like, right outside the shower, so it was actually better, because, like, the wooden floor was kind of dirty, and, like, spidery, and, yeah, anyway, I'd have to, like, put on my underwear in the shed, and then get out of the shed, and change in the field, because there was more room and stuff, um, so that was strange, and then also, um, the farm, the main farm, like, house, I suppose it was, because it was a, a lady who ran the farm, and then her husband, and then she had, like, three or four children, um, and on the side of their house, they had a tap that would come out of their house and it was like the tap we used to fill up all our water bottles every every so t- every so few days when the big plastic, like, uh, what they call it, like, big plastic containers with taps on them that I talked about earlier. When they ran out, we'd have to carry them and they were really heavy. We'd have to carry them up this hill through the field. Well, we'd carry them down empty first, which was fine. Then we'd fill it up and then we'd have to carry them really heavy up the field to the tent. Um, and we'd fill it up, like, on the side of their house. You'd go, like, just into their garden and you'd fill it up with a tap on, that came out the side of their house. I've got a picture of it that I'll send to you. Um, So that was a bit weird as well, but it was uh, not fun because then you had to carry a big uh, tent, not ten a big bucket up to the tent. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's everything, almost, that I've talked about, that I, that I need to talk about in terms of, like, bathrooms and toiletries. That brings us onto meals. So... We were kind of supposed to have a big barbecue, but we had a tiny barbecue, um, and we cooked all our dinners on there. Um, during the daytime, we just had sandwiches and stuff, and for breakfast, put me. We had um, we had like cereals and brioches and all that. So we didn't cook the breakfast, but we did cook the tea. On the first night, my dad burned it really bad, and my mother was very annoyed because hers was the most burned. Um, but we did sort of like sausages. We did like steak. We did um pork we did calzone on the first night we did uh and then we did we'd like cook vegetables in a frying pan on the fire um and we did pasta and but so, so it was actually fine the, the meals were fine they they tasted the, the same we couldn't we obviously didn't have a freezer or a fridge so any anything we bought we'd eat it that day so we'd buy like a whole tub of um cheese or like a whole packet of cheese and then we'd eat it that day in our sandwiches or like if we had like soft cheese or cream cheese we'd eat it like that day in the pasta so um so we didn't have any sauces really because we couldn't really make up any sauces so it was like couscous with like meat and veg so it was okay the meals were good they were they were nice but they weren't like the same as home um yeah my favorite thing about eating was we would eat outside and I didn't really talk about this before but once it got dark, it got dark at nine. once it got dark, it was properly dark, you couldn't really do anything at all, you could maybe finish your dinner, and you could like, wash up if you used the lanterns, but you couldn't really do anything at all, we had, uh, we had two lanterns, like the ones on D and then we had a third one, which they left for us, but it was kind of a bit dim, and then we had fairy lights all the way around the outside of, around the inside of the tent. And then we had more fairy lights which went around the entrance of each of the buildings. Well, I say buildings, more like sheds. Um, There was one around the entrance of the yurt, one around the entrance of the loo, and one around the entrance of the uh, cooking thing. And they would come automatically because they were, like, solar-powered. But once it was dark, you couldn't do anything at all. Like, the fairy lights weren't that bright. All you could do was get into bed. Um, And so... We would be eating at maybe eight o'clock in the evening because by the time we got home, I'll talk about this more later, but we would get home at seven. Then we'd cook up and like get, un- not undressed, we'd get like done. We'd get in, like unpack anything, like our bags that we'd taken for the day and then we'd cook and then we'd eat and then we'd go to bed and wash up. Um, and washing up again, we basically had to do with cold water or we had to do with like, Water that we'd heated on the barbecue that night. Um, And we did have soap, because we had, like, the squirty soap. And we had, like, washing up liquid. Um, So, yeah, my favourite thing was, we'd often be, like, eating as it got dark. So we'd, like, watch the sunset from on top of the hill as it got dark. And that was so nice. I've got pictures of that too. And we would eat outside, as I said. We ate, like, lunch outside, because we were out. We'd eat dinner outside, because we'd cook outside. And then breakfast we'd have inside, because it would be too cold. Um, We did have it outside one time, but I think most of the time it was a bit cold to have it outside. Um, And I think May had a question about, like, whether I got chilly or not. Well, actually, I didn't. Well, when I was outside, we would go out for the day. I'll talk more about that later as well. But we'd go out for the day and I would have, like, I would be dressed suitably. I'd have, like, a jumper if I needed it, which I did most of the time. And I'd have a raincoat in my bag, which was, like, So you just think, like, oh, a raincoat won't really keep me warm, but it did. If I was cold, I'd put the raincoat on and I'd get, like, nice and warm. And then um, in the mornings, the earth was, like, a nice temperature. And then in the daytime, because we were out and the sun was on it, and there was, like, a hole, not a hole, but, like, a clear plastic uh, window in the roof, the sun would heat up the earth. So when we come back in the evenings, it would be really nice and warm. It's like, you know when you go camping and then you leave the tent out for a hot day and then it's quite hot in the evening. It wasn't as hot, it was actually just, like, a nice warm temperature. Um, And uh, so we'd eat outside and then we'd, we'd like, get sh- our food in the day, as I said, from the shops and then we'd eat it that day. So we'd get, like, um, rolls and, like, cheese and we'd get... Um, what else? We'd get, like, chicken and we'd get... Not chicken, like, like they were, like, these chicken bites, so they were, like, already cooked. And we'd have, like, mini sausages and sausage rolls and then one night we did use the campfire, like the actual campfire, to cook like, um, what was it? It was like, we did like fruit with chocolate in it and we did um, marshmallows, I think. And, and then we did that in the dark, so that was really fun. And we had like hot chocolate as well. And we did that, but it was so, so smoky. Um, and the smoke would like, we were sitting around it, you know, like in a circle or a square because there's four of us and the smoke would, like, rotate between each of the four of us, so every time it came, you'd have to completely dive under your hood, turn away, or you would literally die from the smoke, your eyes would go streaming, you would, like, be coughing, and and it was really funny, not when you were being smoked out, but when the other people were, um, so I've now got a few bits of clothing that are completely stinking of smoke, and I can't wear until they washed, um, but that was pretty fun, that was a good memory, and, um, I think that was everything, really. Also, each night we toasted marshmallows on the, on the barbecue. But, like, the barbecue was... I don't really know how barbecues work. But the barbecue we had, you put coals... It was like a normal fire, basically. You put coals and you put, like, wood in it. And then you light it and then it, like, gets a fire. So I don't know whether people have, like, electric barbecues or anything these days. Maybe they do. But that's how ours worked. And then we were able to toast, like, marshmallows on it each evening. And that was really fun. Um, So then when we come on to sleeping, I would sleep uh, with my sister on a sofa bed and the bed was extremely uncomfortable um, because it was the main mattress and then it was effectively the spare mattress like on a stand next to it. And so the two mattresses were placed next to each other and you could feel the the bump between the two of them. And furthermore, the spare mattress was a little bit lower down than the higher mattress, so it was a really big bump between the two. Um, so the first night I slept really badly because I kept waking up because of, like, I kept sleeping on the crack basically, and it was really, like, uncomfortable. But then, after a while, we, like, layered up towels and we laid up blankets and cushions and stuff to make the mattresses more comfortable. And also, there were quite a lot of, like, springs that you could feel in the mattresses, which wasn't very fun. Um, but in the end, we managed to lay it up with blankets and bits, and it was fine. Um, my parents slept on the main bed as you saw, which was made from like wood and this, which was really cool. Um, and their mattress was luckily more comfortable than ours. Um, and then also, my dad would snore in the night and he kept waking me up, so that wasn't too fun either. But I did love sleeping, even despite all of this, because um, first of all, in the nighttime, you could see the rafts like the big wooden beams above your head, and then they would go to this again like clear window and then you could see the stars through the window so that was so nice and it looked just so cool with all the like beams above your head that was really really cool and that was it about sleeping really uh we went to bed at 10 and we woke up at 8 um which was like 10 hours sleep actually but like we didn't we all slept badly so uh because we had to get out in the night to go to the loo that was snoring in the uncomfortable beds and you could hear also like the planes going over and you could hear the owls going over one time uh we were woken up by um what was it like crows they were like uh having a fight on our tent on on the earth, so we could hear that, and we woken up with that so so we were set badly, but um, I don't think we were too annoyed about it. I mean, you're in a uh what do you expect um but that was everything about uh sleeping really, and that's kind of brings us on to our last section, which was the daily trips. so what do we do each day so each day we basically went on walks. We'd walk for about maybe three to six hours. And the first first few days we did this walk where we walked from the, uh to the beach and it took us four hours and we were only halfway around. And we were like, we're going to be back at midnight. So my dad walked the whole way back, which was uh, like, he walked eight kilometers or something on his own. Um, and he had to like, he did it in two hours because he was going so fast. He went all the way back and he had to get the car and then come down and collect us because we couldn't go back another four hours because it's already the evening time. Um, but then it was, it was also really fun because then we ended up on the beach because we walked from our yurt to the beach. Um, but the walk was not fun in itself because the grass was wet and then my feet got sopping wet. Um, I was wearing height boots, but it was just literally a swimming pool in there. Um, and then, so yeah, we'd walk each day and then we'd also probably go to the beach in the afternoon or the evening. We didn't do that every day. Some, a few days we would look around some local shops and bits. Um but most of the time we did a walk and went to the beach. And the walks, most of the time, apart from that disaster four hour one that was only like that was supposed to be two hours, but it ended up it would have taken us eight hours. Um apart from that one we did geocache walks. So they were like walks planned out by the local people and they were really fun, they were really nice. Um and yeah. And then we would go to the beach and we'd go in the sea. Luckily we didn't see any jellyfish, um, and it was pretty cold, but it was okay. Like, it wasn't warm, definitely, but I think we got used to it. Um, And we'd go in the waves, and we'd collect, like, rocks and stuff. Um, Dorset and the Jurassic Coast is very famous for fossils, so we did a lot of fossil hunting, but we mainly just found some really cool rocks. We did find a couple of fossils, but they weren't anything too exciting. Um, And I'll show you them, because I collected what... I call them crystals. They're probably not actually crystals. They're probably just some nice shiny looking rocks but I found them so I'll show you them um and also um when we went in the sea my hair would go insanely curly like more curly than I get it out of the shower so that was pretty fun um I did get sunburned once but it wasn't on the beach it was like a walking day because it was like it was it was kind of cloudy no i think it was sunny but it was really windy so it didn't feel hot but it actually was hot so i got sunburned once but other than that it was okay um i spent a lot of time doing my journal as you know um may asked about free time i basically didn't have any free time because we would get up we'd have breakfast we'd have our shower we'd get out we'd go out for the day we'd return home around seven in the evening we'd cook and then we'd go to bed so my only free time was when the cooking was going because my dad did most of the cooking on the barbecue. We had a little bit of free time, um, maybe 20 minutes or so to do our journals in the yurt. And then the rest of the time would be driving because we would drive to places each day. I would spend like, you know, my time in the car doing journals um, and possibly some time in the morning because what happened is I had the first shower. So my dad was the shower supervisor. He would stand outside the shower and he would like, just turn it on for everyone, make sure everyone's okay and stuff. You wouldn't be in the shower, we would just be standing out there. So I would have the first shower, and then my sister and then my mum, and there was a period where um, it was just me in the yard on my own, um, and that was my only free time, it was maybe five minutes that I was on my own. So there was almost no privacy, because you were sleeping in the same room, you were eating together all the time. The only privacy was, as I said, that, like, in the shower... In the toilet or the five minutes after I had my shower. So, I mean, that was interesting. It was okay. Luckily, it was only, like, it was eight days. But I feel like any longer, I've just been like, oh, I need some time to myself. Um, But, yeah, that was my free time. And I spent it doing journaling, basically. um, There were lots of animals. Not on the farm. We did, on the farm, there were horses. And they were in a field near us. Um, like, the next next field, well, two fields away, maybe, because if you count the, the shepherd's heart field and then the next one, and we'd go into the field each day, and we'd see them, and there was a, a chestnut one and a white one, which I think you call a grey in horsey terms, and, and they had a foal, which was really cute, and we'd go into the field and we'd stroke them, and we'd just, like, yeah, mainly stroke them and just say hi to them and stuff, and feed them grass, um, which we'd pick, and then we'd feed it to them, so, like, it was literally there was no point because um, I don't know why we did it because literally we could, they could eat it themselves, but um, yeah, that was really fun. We'd see them like twice a day because we'd see them just before we were leaving for the day and as soon as we came back we'd see them. Um, but then we saw loads of animals considering we were walking most of the days and going to the beach. On our walks, we could basically see we would basically see no one. We would see maybe one other walker. So, considering we barely saw any people on our walks, we saw a lot of animals. I've got a list of them here. Um, cat, dog, horse, cow, pig, goose, owl, pigeon. There's this one spider that I saw in the field. it um, called a wasp spider, which I photographed because it looked really cool. Um, and other spiders, of course. You know, yeah. Fly, deer, butterfly, moth, falcon, squirrel, mosquito, donkey, and bees. So, that's my list. I thought we saw a lot of animals, which is pretty cool. Uh, my favourite, uh, like, my favourite few times we saw animals, we were on this walk, we were in the middle of nowhere, and we came across this little cottage, and it had a gate, and it had two dogs, and the dog, one of the dogs came under the gate, like, to say hi to us, and then we were, like, saying hi to it and stroking it and stuff, but I thought that was especially cool, because A, they were, we were in the middle of nowhere, um, and, like, the dog just came out from the gate, and onto the footpath, and it could have ran away, and it didn't, which I thought was really cool, um, and um yeah it was just in the middle of nowhere and this dog came and it was really fun um and this other time we were walking through these fields and there were these i think four donkeys in the field we went through a lot of fields with like livestock in them we saw a lot of sheep but obviously they don't really want to be handled so they kind of just run away but there were donkeys and they came over to say hi and we stroked them and i've got pictures of them too and that was really fun um and we saw deers but they we obviously didn't stroke them but when we were having dinner, a lot of the times, there were deers. There were sometimes deers in the field that we had the ear uh, in, but they ran away pretty quickly. We saw them on our walks too. Um, we, Um As I said, we went to some shops, and one of the towns that we went through... All the towns were pretty small towns. They had, like, really nice cottages. But one of the towns, the busier towns we went to, was called Berminster, I think. And they had this scarecrow competition going on in Berminster, and that was really cool, Um, because... Like, there were just these random, like, they weren't, they didn't look like scarecrows, they looked like stuffed onesies, and I've got pictures of them. They were cool to see, they were around, that was was fun. Um, um, One of the times, we went to this canyon, um, but we didn't, like, specifically go there, we were just on a walk, and I don't know if it was an actual canyon, but it looked like a canyon. It was, like, this footpath, and then it had these high steep walls on each side that were, like, kind of wet mud I don't really know what they were you'll see in the pictures but people have carved into them like most of the time they carved their names but they'd also carved like drawings and stuff and that was really cool um and that was everything we did on the day really and I I think that's pretty much everything um I think I've talked about everything we did um and if you've got any, any more questions I'll answer them in just a voice message or something um but I also have about 50 pictures to send to you um that like you'll understand once you've listened to this podcast because I told you all about them um but that was everything yeah I think this has been a very long podcast Uh, I don't know how long it's gone for yeah half an hour um so hopefully you've been busy doing something or just chilling out while listening to this but I really hope you enjoyed it I enjoyed it so much too I know there's a lot of things that like I said you know the spiders and walking through a field but I think on the whole it was so much fun and it was so much fun to just have a different experience and just do something different and something completely, completely like out of, out of the ordinary. And even the bad bits were kind of fun in a way. Um, I think there's one more thing I want to talk about briefly. And I think that's um, a question I thought sort of would ask myself. Maybe you'll be wondering this too. Being away from kind of humanity in a way. Okay, not away from humanity, but we didn't really see many people. And being away from Wi-Fi and being away from just the general teenage buzz, I suppose I'd call it. Um, Being away from social media, has that kind of changed my opinion on on anything, really? And I think the answer is yes. And here's what I've realised. I've realised that being a teenager, you kind of have this stereotypical teenage vibe, I don't know, that that you fit into or that you, you expect to fit into. And for me, this means, like, um, going out with friends. It often means drinking, partying. Just kind of everything that, like, I don't know, the the, the, the typical, stereotypical teenager does. You know, the clothes they wear, the things they do. Um, But what I've realised over this holiday is the people that I did see were people like me, normal humans. Like, everyone's a normal human, but you'll see what I'm getting to in a minute were just doing stuff with their family they were out for the day they were just doing normal lives normal human lives and it made me realize that number one everyone has these little quirks these little things they're embarrassed about their fears their their insecurities um and everyone has them And i think that's what makes them interesting that's what makes them them um but it also made me realize that the stereotypical like teenage thing um teenage teenage like vibe i don't know maybe that like teenagers stereotype for each others or the adults stereotype for teenagers or any anything whatever that is um it's it's kind of displayed a lot through social media and i know that in in social media a lot of the times people will say social media only displays the highlights like we've all been told that we all know that like no one displays the bad days on like instagram or anything But also something we need to be aware of is that um, social media is, like, so filtered and so edited and so crafted that teenagers use it to display the the stereotypical teenage stuff. So they'll display going out with friends, going to parties, and a lot of the time this isn't bad stuff, this is just, you know, seeing friends, which is cool and, and fun but then i think what happens is you sort of forget that yes they they there's this pressure to be like them like to, to go to parties and, and all that stuff but also they ha- they are normal humans too they 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 also do stuff with their families and they like you know have their insecurities and they they do everything also that isn't stereotypically teenager, that's possibly seen as, like, uncool, or it's, it's seen as, like, like you know, maybe, it's hard to explain. But I think, you know, we need to just kind of take into account, especially through social media, that social media is showing the stereotypical teenage life um, of a lot of people our age, and it's not showing the fact that they go out with their parents and do days out too, probably. Well, I don't know for sure. I can't tell you for sure that they do that. I'm sure they you have. They they do, um, or you know, the car drive with their parents, or um, days doing work or studying, and just unproductive days where they sit around doing nothing. So yes, they're showing the highlights, but I think also I've rambled on for too long about this. I'm sure, but they they they're also showing the stereotypical teenage life, and it's easy to get caught up in that and feel like because you're not like that, you're not, you know, you're not good enough, or you're not a stereotypical teenager, or like, you're immature, or anything like that, which is not true, because all they're showing is the things that they think make them look teenage, and things that make them look their age, or older, so yeah, sorry if this makes absolutely no sense at all, and you're like, what is she going on about, she's just rambling away, um, I really must go now, because it's been, like, over half an hour, but I really hope you enjoyed this, um, I definitely love to go to a yacht again. It was so much fun. It was so interesting. And I will send you all those pictures now, so bye bye.